Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the MBL News Podcast. Uh, no games on the weekend, but we still got some things to talk about this week. We're kind of happy that the FIBA break is over, but Jackson Aiden, Aiden is back from his bunker. How you going? I'm alright, I'm in a car park, but I'm going good. He's under hostage situation, you know, yes, we're trying to upgraded. get him a- Trying to get him out, but he's got um, one we're hour doing our very best here at the NBL News podcast to yeah, get got, his freedom. He's been giving one hour. He's been given one hour of communication, and he's joined our pod for that one hour. So thanks, Aiden. Appreciate it. Went to this morning as well, so that was great. Um, yeah. No fever. Uh, well, fever break was this weekend. No games. Thank God that's over. But um, few things to talk about. Kind of like a midpoint way of the season. So it's good to kind of do some things. The news today, the only really news to talk about in the NBL specifically, is uh, all NBL teams. Announced today from the NBL, interesting time to announce it, I feel like. I don't know why they're changing. Two years in a row now that they've changed awards midway through the season, which is very odd, in my opinion. Like, why are you doing it halfway for a year? I don't know. Um, But all NBL team. Uh, has changed now. So all NBL first team and all NBL second teams will be positionless from this season onwards. Um, I think most people are happy with that, but some people aren't. I think it's kind of a, I'd say about a 70-30% way saying people agree with this decision. Um, what do you guys think, Jackson? I'll go with you first. Right decision here by the NBL? Yes, but I do think... They should have done the traditional two guards, two forwards, and a center, because there's been this whole thing about like, ten, like for the past, I want to say three seasons, no, two seasons, three seasons. There hasn't been a true center in the All NBL first team, mm. like, like last year it was Creek and Cooks. Year before that, it was Vic Law, and. Creek again. Vic Law, and, Vic Law and Creek. And then year before that was the Mooney year. And he was in first team. And Jock, he was and then it was with Landale. Yeah. But yeah, like Landale the past probably... two seasons, there hasn't been any true centers. So um, like that's my only thing with this. No, but you're like, wrong. You're wrong. You, I'm wrong. Little was 21, oh, that's right. Yep, that's right. But like still, there hasn't been a whole lot of like actual centers being put into these teams when they when they should be in them, and um, and like this this means that there could be legit five guards on one team, which I'm not against. If the five guards are the five best players in the league, you put them in the team. But um, it just you know, there's a very high possibility that a best player in their position might not make a team at all. So. Yeah, I understand what you're coming from, from the, there may be a five-guard perspective, but before last season, so before 22-23 season's first team, there was JLA center, Jock Landau, um, I guess Nick Kay doesn't really count, so there's one, 19-20, but then before that, you got Bogut, you got uh, Daniel Johnson and Boone in the same year, you got Daniel Johnson and Ogilvy in the same team, you got Ogilvy and Kickett in the same team, and if we go back and back and back, um, so... I, for me, personally, I think it would have been better if I think some people did suggest this, and I think this is the best way to do it, is someone said like two inside players, two outside, and one random player. Yeah. So um, pretty much what I was thinking is 
either three inside, two outside, or three outside, two inside, depending who to vote. But then again, it's always tricky to determine who is an inside player and outside player. It's always very hard to... Like DJ of... Hogue last year was a 60-40 split between power forward and small forward. And that's like inside outside. Well, the, be- the best case here is, is Bull. I think the Bull Qual is probably the best example here. Is he, is he, yeah. is he an inside, is he an outside player? Because um, he plays a lot of the two, three, four. And it's, um, and it's all reliant Hogue. on if you start at that... If you what position you start at, rather than what the amount of time you play at a certain position. Yeah, it's it's or, very hard to comprehend, but I still think it should be limited in some way because you don't want a five guard or NBL first team. You don't want that. Um, it'd just be the top. It's just a top ten MVP candidate. Then it's kind of like, what's the point of these? teams you know it's just oh this is the top 10 mvp candidates it's kind of the teams are then kind of useless in my opinion if you're just doing the best five players because then you you may get a first team where it's bryce cotton doyle adams uh Goulding, Golding. and what's another good guard at the moment let's say jordan crawford and tazzy yeah as well. or um parker jackson cartwright or something like yeah. that you know <laughs> You got Milton Doyle as the center in that team. It's just I don't know. It just doesn't sit right with me. I think this this kind of award is like first team of a five, second team of like the best five you can put together on a court in the NBL. It shouldn't be the best five players in the league. And I don't know what your thoughts are, but well, this wasn't used to be when you guys just told me now because I didn't always check my phone and I've been on my phone, so I don't mind it. I I, I like the offer of the two guards and the two. Forwards and then like one utility kind of player. Like I don't mind that. It's kind of it reminds me of old the old fantasy layup, but that's um different topic. But I don't mind it. It but I should have announced it at the start. Like why do it now? Like it defeats its purpose. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's always kind of weird why they're doing these award changes midway through the year. Yeah. Um, next year. What's going to probably... be next year? What award's going to be changed next year? Right, let's make predictions on this. The MVP six. will not be called the MVP. It'll be going to the first input against Scott. <laughs> no, the six, six, like some like six man will be changed into best bench player of the year or something like that. I don't know. They'll do some, they'll do some bizarre. Um, this is, this change was like the least of their worries though. Yeah. yeah. This, one, this, this one doesn't affect too much. Too it was like, some people were like, yeah, we should change it, but it's like, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. But they end up changing it. I don't know. Kind of a pointless change. Um, but yeah, as we saw last year, it was Doyle Cotton and Derek Walton in that team. You could have argued Barry Brown over Mitch Creek in that first team. Um, then you got four guards. It just does defeats the purpose of an all NBL first and an all NBL second team. Um, another topic I want to talk about this week is way too early award predictions. Uh, we'll make a post. Murray Jackson is running an article about it as well. So definitely check the NBL News website, nblnews.oz.com. Is that correct, Jackson? We should know. AUS, yes. Yeah, AUS. Um, check that out, Jackson. We'll have an article about that tomorrow. But way too early awards. Uh, let's do it because there was nothing to talk about during the fever break, which sucks because there should be. Um, and uh, we'll get into another topic in a minute. But way too early awards, MVP. It's a tough one. We talked about it a bit last week uh, when, when you weren't here, Aiden, but I think it's between three guys. 
Um, and that's uh, Jalen Adams, Chris Goulding, and Bryce Cotton. I think they're the three guys that are going at it at the moment. Doyle and, and Williams, probably four foot fifth. But um, plenty of time. But yeah, I agree with that. It is way too early. Obviously, these these are way too early award predictions, um, or award winners, whatever you want to call it for us. In in our opinion, at the moment, nominees, nominees. Aiden, nominees. I want to hear yours. I want to hear yours first. Who you got for for MVP currently in this currently. point in the season? Jeez, tough. It's hard to go past Chris Golding at the moment. The way he's playing. Yeah, but um, either him or Joe Lowell, Joe Oregon. Joe Lowell, like, sure, really. Yeah, I think he's hit the ground running. Like, I don't feel like, like, you didn't, like, when he came back in, like, you couldn't tell that he hasn't played basketball in his age. Like, he's conditioned really well. I don't know. It's hard to pick a real MVP. Like, I agree with you guys on that. If Adams hadn't showed up and won the game against United, Sydney, I reckon he would be number one. But yeah. Like you guys said, the race is open for anyone. Bryce lately has been great, but started this season slow. Creeks started well, now it's going a bit downhill. Like, it's open, but I don't know. Hard to tell. Bit of Melbourne bias from you there, Aiden. Two Melbourne United yeah. players in your conversation. Um, Jackson, you got. Uh, well, it's difficult because I would have said. I mean, here's the thing. I said a couple of weeks ago there will not be an MVP front runner until we get into next year, and and that's still my view. But like, Adams is the guy for me, however, that game against United, I would have said last week, but two weeks ago, um, he did practically nothing. So mm. it's really difficult. Like I'm saying Adams just because. Yeah. I and I agree with you there. Because with United, it's like golding, but he doesn't do much other than score. I mean, he impacts winning, but like, it depends on how much, like it depends on what you um, define MVP as. And um, and then you go to Perth with Bryce, and they had a four four losses in a row, the... but now they're on a five game win streak, and he's yeah, the couple been averaging like high twenties. Um, yeah. and then you go to like Williams at Southeast Melbourne, and it's like, yes, he's averaging double doubles, but he's still not the guy on that team. Still and, missed um, the first part of the year as well. Yeah, and then you go to Tassie and Doyle, and he was for the first, what, three rounds, the best player in the league, but yeah. he's kind of cooled down ever since. So it's really open in terms of that. But I'm saying Adams for now, and it will probably change in a week's time. <laughs> oh, no doubt. No doubt about it. And I I, th- I think I'm going to go, and well, I said I'm going to go Adams as well. I think he's just been more consistent. Other than that game uh, against Melbourne, obviously his worst game of the year. Um, every other game he scored in double digits, he's you know, shown signs of, of what he was a few seasons ago. Like he's, he's had a couple games where he's had over eight rebounds this year as a point guard. And uh, that's not something Goulding. And I know I don't want to talk about stats specifically, but Adams just does so many different things uh, on the court. And I think without, without him, they, they're a totally different squad. Um, So I am going Adams at the moment. He's just been so consistent throughout the year, other than that Melbourne United game. Um, Kings are the second best team in the comp. Um, Cotton, the thing with Perth, they've up until the last couple of weeks, he's been good. Um, but you can't look at the start of the season and say that's MVP. Uh, and then Goulding again, he's he's 
He was phenomenal against Sydney, and you could argue him. But I'm going to go Jalen Adams. Um, defensive player of the year. I have uh, – I'll go first. I reckon it's Shaley again. Uh, watching him in person during his Melbourne United games, he, like going up against him just seems like a nightmare. And you can see why Jalen Adams had a bad game against Melbourne United. It was due to Shaley. Um, he's been – one of the most important pieces of Melbourne United the last couple of seasons, especially this season with the being first. They're missing Delhi, they're missing Ian Clark, they missed Travis the last couple of weeks too. Um and he's he's been in that starter role and he's been huge defensively um for them. Like you watch how he plays and he's just everywhere on the court. The despite his size, he's able to throw his body towards any player in the league, um, get a stop, get a turnover. Um, that's what he does on the court. And, um, as much as he shouldn't have been in that top three conversation last year when he played like half the year, um, I think he is winning the award this year. He is quite clearly the best defensive player of the, uh, in the league. He's got that moment. dog in him. I guess you can say that. Yes. Yes. Ed. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Anyway, <laughs> who do you guys got? I think we both have book wall. Yeah, we do. Jackson, you can explain first if you want. Um, well, here's the thing with Defensive Player of the Year, and this goes to the man who the award is named after. I believe Defensive Player of the Year is the guy who gets away with the most physical contact. Um, Bullqual, I mean, every single like good defender in this league gets away with a little bit, and but like Bullqual, it's that, but then it's also just how long and the physicality he brings without drawing fouls half the time. Um, like he's been very solid. He still hasn't been to the player he was last year, I believe, but like, he's still been very solid. Um, like the thing with Illy, right. Is that he, he's surrounded by all these other guys who make him like work better. Like he's the guy next to him who should be playing, um, is Delvadova and that tandem really works. But in terms of just one-man defender on a team, it's Bullquoll. I believe United are the best defensive team in the league, but Bullquoll's the best defensive player. I didn't get yeah, anything yet. No, I wouldn't have any I was going to say, he's got everything that I had on my notes that I was thinking about, but yeah. Uh, Let's go most, Oh, sorry. Most improved. I'll go most improved next. Um, Look, it was easily Jalen Galloway, the front runner. It's kind of been like his award to lose since the start of the year. It's it, normally that doesn't happen with the most improved award, um, where someone's basically the front runner before the season starts, but that's been Galloway. But unfortunately he's been injured and um that has led me to pick Lat Mayan. I think he's become a starter on this Kent's Taipan side from out of nowhere. Um, he was kind of a relatively unknown player, not getting any time on a good Taipans team last year. And now he's come in, and he's been huge for the Taipans. Um, hasn't put up like crazy numbers, um, but he's he's definitely gone up uh, in in stats, I guess. I, I, I hate to compare stats always, but he's gone up in that in that perspective. But him being a starter on this team, I think he's got a much bigger role. Um, playing some really competitive and consistent basketball. And uh, I would have Galloway, but he is injured, so Mayan is, is my favourite. Who do you guys got? 
we both had Chalian as well. Please. Yeah, we both do. Because Jackson might chose Chalian. Look, despite injuries, I think he's been playing well. Um, he's taken a big leap in what I reckon. Just he's a certified starter in this Australian uh, team, in this Kings team. I feel like he's before I gave him the injury curse saying that he should go, he could be in the NBA. I think he's going to be one of the highest paid like Aussies coming up in the NBA if he doesn't, you know, go to the NBA. His defense is significantly, you know, improved. Him and Tui on the same, you know, court at the same time. They make each other look good. He makes others around him play well. Like, Lamarion's great, but I don't think he gets everyone around him, you know, as a team player. He's more in the you. That's my take on it. Uh, I've it... only got Galloway because there isn't a main guy that's kind of stepped up, like, and has been consistent. Um, when he's been injured with that, is it a shoulder injury or was it? Evan, you can help me out um, here. Yeah, it is a shoulder injury. Yeah, shoulder. Sure. Yeah. Um, but Mayan is very off and on. Like, he isn't the world's greatest defender. He fouls a lot. He, um, yeah. Mm. And, like, but he, he puts ball in the hoop. But Galloway is still, like, depending, like, if he's out for the remainder of the season, he obviously isn't winning it. If he's out for three quarters of the season, he obviously isn't winning it. The, does the NBL Awards have a cap on games played? Yeah. No. Shay, Shay. Doesn't it? I don't think so. I mean, I, I actually, like, no, I don't think they do. Do they? Right. Robert Chicken Shout no. um, has improved as well for you guys. Trey Kill has improved from the day at Phoenix. I feel, I'm trying I to think. Do, do, they, do they have Did they do games? something Jalen Adams. Really? Wasn't it Jalen Adams? That was... Well, Jalen played 20 out of 28, didn't he? He missed the last look. I don't think there is. I know in the NBA, they obviously did that last year to stop yeah. know, players from resting. Um, I think it's like sick. They have to play like sixty-eight games out of eighty-two, something like that. Yeah, but um, like it's maybe over fourteen because NBL there's only twenty-eight games rather than NBA there's like thirty-one, thirty-two. The thing with like the NBL is like it just it the votes are just like done throughout the year. It's not by round by round or something. So it's mm-hmm. like if it's kind of like a perspective. You guys played fourteen games. Like, you're not going to give him to him because he hasn't played the full year. I don't think it really matters anyway. I think, like, the voters know anyway if they've played enough to deserve the award. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's a hard one to explain. But And also, um, they do the awards before the... They vote the yeah, awards before the season ends, early. which is like, stupid. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Because that Bernie Mayor probably could have won Coach of the Year over Adam Ford last year. Um. Considering the end of that season, so um, yeah, it's interesting. But six man of the year, um, this one's also a tough one at the moment. Um, but I have Kuyat Noy. I, I it's a tough one because Melbourne United's had so many injuries; they've kind of switched their um Probably rotations five. throughout the year. So I'm gonna go Kuyat Noy based on the fact that the Kings are. One of the second best team in the comp. He's come off the bench pretty much every game. I'm pretty sure, maybe. Yeah. Yes. I, mean, he's I come want off to say every so. Every game. 
He might have started one game. So, and he's he's always been a huge the last two even last season as well. Um, like he's been a huge impact. Well, what Best player he's healthy, he's a great Kings. player. Um, yeah, and he could he he was a starter on the tight ends when they made the finals in his rookie year. Um, so he's capable of being a starter in this league, no doubt about it. Um, but yeah, him coming off the bench, I think he is winning this award at the moment. But it is tough because there's so little games played and everything. So many ros- uh, rotation changes. Who you guys got as six men at the moment? I've got Ben Air. He's you know been Ben I Air. Like when, yeah, I feel like when Feast don't have screen punch, he's producing that punch. It's a bench. Ben Air, really? Yeah. That's a very interesting pick, in my opinion. Anyway, there's not many like we're running out of card because there's not many like the rotations are hard at every team. Like I don't know like who you could go. I know, I know, but Hooli, Hooli six, Hooli six. He wrote the other day. I think it was Hooli that wrote his his market. Yeah. Uh, award watch. Sorry, he had Ian Clark, Kurt Noy, Latman, Delaney, Harrison, and Bolden. Um. Some of those guys have started most of the games. Yeah, Harrison the isn't winning it. Mayans started pretty much every game. Clark has barely played. So I know it's very tough, Aiden. I don't know yeah. if I have Benny over a guy like Kurt Noy or uh, uh, Trenard Bolden at the moment even. Um, but it is it is tough to choose. Uh, Jackson, who you got? Uh, I've got Bolden. Fifth in the league and rebounding off the bench is remarkable. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, yes, he's playing what? I got it up here. He's playing 17 minutes a game and he's averaging 7.6 rebounds. He did start that game against Melbourne, but didn't play a lot of it due to foul trouble. Um, He started that game because of um, Hunter. Yeah, I I was just about to say that. Yeah, he started the game because Hunter was injured and that was the only reason why. Um, I mean, he was brought in like, as when the season vehicle. ends, you'd expect him to start potentially. Yeah. But at least for now, with the amount of games he's come off the bench in comparison to the amount he started, he's my sixth man of the year. That could easily change by the end of the season. Oh yeah. You never well, know what would I mean, look at Barry be the best punch you punch. Mm-hmm. Look at Barry Brown, for example. Like yeah. at the start of the year, he wasn't really coming off the bench, and then number for the year he does, and then uh, breakers end up making the finals, and he's obviously the best player off the bench. He's in MVP discussions at some point, even coming off the bench. So you never know what happens halfway through the year uh, with this award, but I have no idea at the moment. Uh, next gen, uh, they've obviously changed it from last year, not rookie of the year anymore. Um, I'm still going to give it to a rookie, though. I, I, will, I feel like I always will give this award to a rookie because it just feels so wrong giving it to a guy like Luke Travis who's played two NBA summer leagues. He's how many leagues is how many years he's been? Could we go back to why he's still winning this award as well? Well, his first season as a DP when he didn't play that much was the nineteen twenty season. Yeah, yeah. So this is his fifth, fourth season, fourth season, right? 20, 20, 21, 22, 21, 22, 23. Fifth season. I can't count. Well, it's four as like a main player, 20, 21, but 20, 20, like five as a yeah, rested player. Pretty much five, five. This is fifth season in the NBL. Yeah, you know, um, and he's still eligible for this award, which I think is a bit silly. I think it should have been. Under you think that's silly? But, Harrison is like six, seven seasons in. Is twenty-four. Yeah, but so <laughs> that's what I mean. So I'm gonna give it to a rookie still, uh, a next star. In fact, I'm gonna give it to Alex Tui. 
a starter on the second best team. I sound like a lot of Sydney bias at the moment, giving this Kuyat Noy and Jalen Adams. I've give, I just realised I've given three awards to Sydney Kings players. Jeez. <laughs> Bit of Sydney yeah, the Sydney fan everybody? No, they do have the best depth in the league. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like they got the best players. They got two of the best uh, six men's best bench players in Noy and Bolden. They got a good two good youngsters. Uh, they got most improved in Jalen Galloway. They got the best player. They're, they're pretty much got every award at the moment. They're um, a team you'd like to be with right now. Yeah, they just got a piece for every award, which is just. Funny to say that, but next year I got Alex Tui, starter on second best team in the comp uh, in his first year. Um, he's looked like a veteran as a rookie, um, and there's not many players you can say about that, especially when they come into the NBL, especially when they're a local as well. And if it was rookie of the year, he'd always be winning it. But I still go Tui over Travis. I think Tui has had just as good as I still think Travis has been better, but Tui has had just as good a season. He's in his first NBL year. Travis in his fifth NBL season. Um, so in that case, I'm going to give it to Tui solely because of that. And um, if he keeps up this consistent kind of stuff and somehow stays in that starting five, uh, which will be tough to do when, if Jalen Galloway comes back, um, I think there's no doubt he will win this award. You guys got? Um, I've also got Tui. Tui? Yeah, yeah. I've also got Tui. And yeah, I've got yeah, I've got so. I don't um, it's close. Tui and Sai, I reckon, have been the standout like you know first year players in terms of you know mutual NBL. But you know, if you ask me to flip a coin, I'd go with I'd one of them right now because they're both playing well. Like, I know Sai hasn't played as much as he probably should, but he looked good the last few games. Fair enough. Um, and I think the NBL bias, considering he's a projected number one pick. Yeah, they might just, just give it to. That's him. not why I said it, but it, I feel like he's still. We we change. got that from your answer, so. <laughs> I feel like if they give it to Sai, it'd be because he is projected number one pick. Um, they should give it to two people. Imagine that two winners. Coach of the year. Uh, we'll finish it with that. Um, have we all got Dean Vickerman here? Yep. Yeah, can't really go past him at the moment. You can't go past him. I mean, he's dealt with a lot of injuries. I know people say, oh, but it's Melbourne United. They've got all these pieces. But it's like they've had a lot of injuries. Uh, JLA, they missed the start of the year. Huck Porty got injured. Huck Porty and Travis at the same time. Uh, Delhi got injured. Clark and Delhi's been in and out. Um, I feel like there's maybe been another injury or two. But, um, like, despite that, Melbourne United are clearly the best team in the comp. Um Dean Vickerman, the way he's been able to change his team dramatically from their season last year to this year, um, I think he's played a major factor in that. And, um, yeah, sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes you have too many superstars and it doesn't work, but Dean Vickerman has been able to utilize them all perfectly so far. And no doubt about it that he's winning it. I don't think anyone else is close. Maybe Mahmoud is close considering it's his first year. But other than that, I don't think anyone is near that award at the moment other than Dean Vickerman. It depends what team's going on winning streak. I'll just break. If someone goes on like a 15 game winning streak, then I don't know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like if CJ Bruton gets Adelaide into the play and he's winning it, or if somebody. Justin comes Tatum. There, if Justin Tatum, Tatum gets into top like, six, there's no doubt he wins that award. So. Like, seriously, there's. 
like there could be just one like, team just goes on a massive yeah. run and makes finals. Like, like obviously there's a front runner yeah, right all, now. But I'm all, just saying hypothetically, like it's I'm not saying it's it's Dean's to lose basically in my view right now. All all these awards are basically like it's called wait we're done way too early for a reason. It's like anything yeah. can happen in any like any of these awards can change um at any moment. I think the only one that is uh comfortable is is Noi and Tui are probably the only two that are kind of comfortable and maybe Yili. But again, you never know with injuries and you never know with uh, team season production. So Expect the unexpected. That's right. Um, now, I made a post about some hypothetical trades. I thought it'd be a good time to do some mid-season trade. And I, I feel like the idea, I don't think it will ever work in the NBL considering salaries, there's no draft picks. Uh, it would never work in the NBL in my opinion um, but it will be interesting I'm pretty sure the New Zealand NBL tomorrow on Wednesday they'll be introducing trade period it looks like they are I think they have a draft system as well so that's probably what I do it um, yeah I think that did they have a draft I didn't think they did they did a few years ago I don't know if it was because of COVID or was it because of oh it was COVID that was like a fantasy draft because it was just like oh okay so it, it was like actually, a fantasy draft thing where everyone okay. was on new teams but um, my bad my bad my bad no nah, you're right so, but but I think tomorrow they are introducing trades. It looks like that is happening. So that will be something to keep an eye out for sure. Um, if that does happen, um, I don't think it would work in the NBL necessarily. But see how it goes in New Zealand NBL. I feel like it will work for locals, but not imports. You can't trade imports around. Yeah, it's it's tough with even then. It's like tough with most locals. I don't salaries, it's like the tough, Asian like player that. rule. Next, uh, next stars. It's just always hard. Uh, and just like adding compensation to something, uh, what is that just the they NBL is not there at the moment to do it, so um, it would never work in my opinion. But it's always a bit of fun and games to just throw out some trade ideas. And I did yesterday, and people still had a go at me saying these are absolutely atrocious, but they give me nothing. So pe- people that were commenting, if you listen to this, especially if you if you listen to this and you commented a laughing emoji or you said these were horrendous. Give me something for it. At least give me something to improve on because I'm I'm trying to think of some fun ideas out there and I'm just getting, you know, some, oh, these are horrid. It's like, well, give me, give me. I, I will say yeah. your Hakapori to New Zealand trade, like that's probably the one that makes the most sense. Really? Like in terms of what New Zealand need. The most sense. See, everyone they trade to, for Hakapori and they trade on that Um. Yeah, well, if you haven't seen, definitely check on our socials the 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 trades I did. But the one I personally like the most that I think benefits that that is probably the biggest trade here is the New Zealand Perth trade I did, and uh, all Kiwis, all all Breakers fans were not happy with this trade for obvious reasons. But um, I think this would be a huge trade that benefits both sides. Um, New Zealand are in a lot of losing. Uh, or in losing struggles at the moment, and I think they need a change in their lineup. Um, so I suggested Perth trade Jordan Usher and the Webster brothers for Parker Jackson Cartwright, Isaiah Liafa, and Cameron Glidden. Bring the Websters back home to New Zealand, and bring Cam Glidden back home to Perth. And I hey, think so Perth. The back out. Uh, I think with Perth, they missing that defensive guard. Liafa next to Cotton would be a sensational backcourt, by the way, just quietly. Even if they don't start Jackson Cartwright, I wouldn't mind seeing a Liafa and um, 
Cotton. Cotton backcourt. I think that would work tremendously in the NBL. Um, and then I'd start a Henschel, Hiram Harris, Doolittle, that small forward. Um, but then again, then you got Jackson Cartwright and Cotton in the backcourt. Good luck guarding that. Um, you did mention though, Jackson, that that was kind of a small backcourt. If that was to yeah, happen. it's not like defensively that would be a nightmare. No. Yeah, I know, but, but that's why I brought in Liafa in this trade here. Um, so they can swap one of those guys, um, and have Jackson Carr and Liafa or Cotton and Liafa. Um, I think that would be necessary. The Websters are providing enough. They need a, a change of scenery. Jordan Usher as well. I think he would. Him and Lamb, a starting five in in New Zealand of McDowell, White, Lamb, Usher, Cheatham, and Mango, or Delaney and Cheatham. Um, that would be that would be athletic. That'd be fast. Um, and they'll be a much better squad than they are right now. And I also like Ty Webster there. When McDowell White gets injured, they can start Webster as a point guard. Ty Webster off the bench would be huge. Scoring punch at that point guard. And Corey Webster back in breakers colors. I think that would work well. Um, Jackson, you got a hypothetical NBL trade for me? I do. It also involves Perth. However, it's with a different team. It is with Adelaide. I would I would do this trade. You, you send... McCarran and Sunday Detch to Perth for both Webster brothers. See, this is the thing with MBL trades, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um. No, no, I like I like it. Um. The thing is, like, so who was it? McCarran and Sunday Detch for yeah, Webster's. The Webster's. Uh, would Adelaide do that? Actually, they may they may do that because they are a senior <laughs> yeah. organization. So I, I was going to say we are talking about Adelaide, but anyway, yes. Yeah. But the thing is, like Marquis as well, Perth, um, Marquis Pinder, and Adelaide is Marquis McCarran. So yeah, if there was a trade between us, it would have to be McCarran and Pinder. So that that's the that's the logical thing about it. But I like that in general. That's a that's a good trade for Perth, for uh, Adelaide on the other hand. I don't know. It's, it's very hard to do. Well, fair Adelaide wanted Ty Webster apparently in the off season, so yeah, no, that is true. They did, but then where's their defense? Nowhere, um, non-existent. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got Aiden, nothing. Have you got no, a trade I've... for us? I've got nothing. Like my one that I said before, I had Cummings vague for PJ, uh, PJC and Pino, but I don't know. I just feel like Phoenix don't need another, like they need a scoring punch from one of their guards. You know, Cummings and Brown isn't the greatest at the moment. Like they had their moments to get around their grade, but if PJC came across the water for Cummings and then without that while can go back to playing point guard, like and then Cummings can be the shooting guard for yeah. it. Yeah. This is what I mean. It's hard to, to try and calculate fair trades. We, we don't have enough roster spots to make trades. Like it's not it's like twelve players that yeah, Boston. there's not enough teams. There's not enough roster spots. No. It's just like, and with if the marquees and import rules, yeah, and no draft picks, it just doesn't make any sense to to do them. But it's always a fun idea to try and think of something, um, because you look at a Perth and, and New Zealand, they could really benefit off off the trade. I suggest, in my opinion, but no one agreed, and no one wanted to fix that idea. So I I will say about NBL trades is that. You two are thinking it hasn't existed before, but we've just seen for like the past three seasons, Harry Dang Dang and Harry Froling <laughs> switch teams like three years in a row. So don't act like it doesn't exist. Yeah, come on. 
I feel like there's another one in between that one as well. That... Out, of, out, of, out of the five I suggested yesterday, Adam, which one do you think was the best? I liked it, Mum United New Zealand one. Like, I don't the know, like, look, yeah. Yeah, look, if JLI is starting, you can have Mango Dane come on the bench and then... I think it benefits... Go it, on, no, I think it's sort of... A, it's maybe more beneficial for New Zealand, but I yeah. feel like it's close to 60-40 at least. Yeah, like, like Ira would start at the five. Who else did you trade for? Martis would be what? And you know, they didn't know shoot off off the bench. Like Flynn Cameron's been great, but like with with those injuries, like Martis yeah. as, as a piece of the bench would be huge for them. Him and and, and would Mango be great was Mango is kind of similar to to Hark Porty in yeah. terms of and impact. the thing is the, the chemistry between South Sudanese boys, Joe and Mango. Oh, look out! Mm, yeah. Um. Also, look out for a piece coming out soon, but anyway. <laughs> uh, the I might as well mention the other two then. Uh, the other three, I had Trey Kill and Alex Starling for Marcus Lee and Judy Madu at Adelaide and Tassie trade. Um, I just think I was trying to get a import center off the bench for Adelaide. That was all I could think of. Do you guys Mania think Trey Kill would... could win most improved? No. No? Hasn't improved nah. that much? Nah. 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 Um, but Tassie... Would they do this trade? Probably not. Um, well, I mean, they don't play junior, so I don't know. And Marcus Lee is foul prone, so who knows? Yeah, but it's just like with Magna and Krizlovic now, it just works because they've got the centers. Like they've got McVay, Metruk Dang, Magna and Krizlovic, and I guess Bearstow as well, Tasmania. So does Marcus Lee fit <laughs> in the team anymore? Oh, yeah. um, and then maybe they want, I think Tazzy is still missing like a good guard off the bench. Say if Crawford got injured, you know, they have to play McDonald a lot of minutes. So um, I wouldn't mind a Trey Kell and Milton Doyle backcourt at times. I think that would work well. So maybe that trade can work. Um, the other one I had Baines for Clark. The other pieces I just kind of did to to try and fix the teams as well. Hong Jong Lee for Isaac White and Greta for Mitchell. Just add a bit more size at Illawarra. What about a Chris Lake for Fox trade? For fo- what? Yeah, for, they didn't have a point guard, and then Krizlovic you know, for Fox. No, I'd rather play Krizlovic over um Vague at the moment. Yeah, but Tazzy do not want Fox off with Krizlovic. That's that's not enough. Um, they would have to. It would have to be like Ben Air for Krizlovic. Um, right. Anyway, those those are some hypothetical trades. I just wish more people kind of. Um, suggested some more instead of just saying they're all horrendous ideas. But anyway, is what it is. Um, no hot take or rapid five this week. Let's just get straight good. into the tips, the preview for next week. Um, good to have some NBA basketball back Thursday. New Zealand Adelaide in Christchurch. Who you got there, Jackson? My mind says New Zealand, so I'm going with them, but I'm not confident. Yeah, it's it'll be be interesting. I am gonna go New Zealand solely based off a home game, but both teams have had major rest. Um, Breakers is still missing, so Miss McDowell won't cheat him now. Um, I still gotta go New Zealand. I reckon at home, Cairns Brisbane, the Sunshine Stash. Oh boy, do we remember what happened last time? Oh yeah, we that happened like oh my goodness. That was the last that game. That seems like an eternity ago now. Mm. 
and it's only been like a month. Um, Brisbane, Scott's back for him. Who knows how that's going to work, but I think Brisbane are going to win. Um, just quietly, I think this will be the game of the round, considering yep. the the what happened last time. Um, I'm gonna go Cairns home game. Always going with the home team when it's a tough choice. So I'm going Cairns. Um, they got everyone healthy again. Cairns as well. Both teams are coming in. Ah, uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah, that is going to be a fun matchup for sure. Um, really determine where these two will be at for the rest of the season. So I'm got to say Cairns though. I think they are the better side. Perth Sydney in Perth. That will also be a very man Friday night. It's going to be a great night of action. Perth Sydney. I don't know. Yeah. Well, last time they played, Perth was absolutely killed on the rebounding. But now Perth's rebounding mentality has absolutely changed. Mm. Um, I'm going to go Perth. And I'm going to regret that decision. <laughs> I'm going I'm going to Sydney based off their huge win last time, 99-86 win a couple of weeks ago. So... And they dominated them. So I'm going to say Sydney uh, again. Yeah. Uh, on the Saturday, we've got Phoenix and New Zealand. Um, New Zealand's going to have to travel from Christchurch. So I'm going to say Phoenix. Same here. Um, yeah. Yep. Uh, Tassie Adelaide. Um, did Adelaide and Tassie play each other recently? Uh, I think they did. I think. Maybe. No, they haven't. No, they did. Yeah. Tasmania won eighty two seventy two in yep. Adelaide, so I'm gonna go Tassie again, um, in this one. Yeah, Melbourne, I'm going Tassie as well. Melbourne Cairns on the Sunday. I'm gonna go Melbourne on that one. It's just yeah, so Melbourne. Just beat. lock it in. And Brisbane Illawarra. Um, my prediction from a couple of weeks ago saying Tatum won't win a game. Um, it is already ruined, but I'm still going Brisbane. Uh, yeah, home game for them. Brisbane as well. Right. Anything to add before we sign off, Aiden? left us uh, at the end there with the trades. Um, he, he got cut off. His, his hour-long conversation got cut off from his hostage situation. Moments. Yeah, his timer ran out. We we tried to keep him on on the line, but um, but nah. the guys He'll be in back. Canberra didn't want any part of it. It's that Canberra Wi-Fi, isn't it? Man. Yeah. <laughs> now, he should be back next week for a full episode and hopefully more to talk about in terms of... Um, on-court stuff in the NBL, but anything else there, Jackson, before we sign off? Uh, no, not really. I don't no? have anything else All that good. we should be talking about. No. Right. Good to see you back on the pod. we see you guys next time.